launched in 2002. An old timer doing doing well. Bootstrapped, which I love. Bootstrapped, not one of these big places where there's crazy valuations and a bunch of irrational people doing crazy campaigns like door drops in conference hotels back in 2007. Now serving over 2,200 customers. Did 7.2 million bucks in terms of ARR run rate at the end of 2016. On track to hit about 10 million ARR run rate by the end of December 2017. Average customer paying about 500, 600 bucks per month. Churn super, super low. CAC to LTV ratio super healthy with a four month payback period. This is the top where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Many of you listening right now don't have time to listen to every B2B SaaS CEO that I've interviewed. If you want to get access to the database I've created with year-over-year growth rates, customer accounts, margins, and many, many other data metrics and data points, you can go to getlatka.com. Here's the thing, though. This database, I keep it to myself. It's so freaking valuable. And to preserve the quality of the data and make sure that the people that have access to it have a true advantage, I'm only letting 10 companies on each month. So we're full this month, but you can go to getlatka.com to get on the waiting list for next month. And look, there's big people on the waiting list. I mean, the biggest VCs you've ever heard of. You've probably heard of them. They're big, private equity, billions and billions under management. So it's an impressive waiting list. Go get on now at getlatka.com. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Greg Harris. His company is called Quantum Workplace, and he started with a vision to create tangible measures for leadership strength inside of companies. His company survey tools for is really survey tools for measuring employee engagement and recognizing best places to work. It grew to a full employee engagement platform that talent-minded companies use now to accelerate performance. Greg, are you ready to take us to the top? Absolutely. Hi, Nathan. Good. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. So give us the overview. What's Quantum Workplace do and talk money to me? How do you make revenue? Quantum Workplace is an employee engagement platform. What that means is our software tools are used and bought primarily by human resource departments that are driving towards engagement and retention. They know that in a war for talent, we have to have uh, cultures that people want to work at in anymore. The employment contracts, the relationship between employer and employee is different today than it was 50 years ago. So our buyer is an HR leader. Our user is a manager, an employee, a regional VP that uh, is a hirer, an engager, and a, and a talent manager. And what do one of these buyers pay? Is it a SaaS model monthly? It's annual, uh, so we our our core financial metric would be MRR, not ARR, ARR as opposed to MRR. Got it. So, on give me an average. What's the average buyer paying you per year? Would you say? We one of the unique things about our business is we have a very diverse clientele. We have companies that have 100 employees that are on the platform. We have companies that have 120,000. So, average contract value is probably 25 or 30 thousand dollars. But that's really just taking a dart and throwing it at a scatter plot uh, of a of a large data set of clients. Yep. Now, take me back to the, some of the backstory here. Now that we understand the business model, uh, when did you launch the company? Started working on the idea and the science of it in 2002, went into revenue mode in 2003. So we're 14 years into this experiment. I came out of the investment management space and spent my days making investment decisions about, well, should we buy Cisco or should we buy Microsoft? And, and us nerdy 
20 something punks would would always say weird things we'd say hey i like the leadership at microsoft better or the management metrics at cisco are better and yet we never really knew what that meant and so that's what started seeding the idea that there has to be a science here there has to be a way that we could universally create measures that actually differentiate leadership or, or management skill i was a poli sci college kid and, and i went into social sciences because i thought the political realm was where leaders were and then i worked in politics in dc for a short period of time and realized eh, <laughs> maybe not so Pol politicians are in dc not leaders that's it took me a few years to figure that out i was a naive college kid but <laughs> it, it does show that the connection between political science and finance to social science or to the research methodology of employee engagement is is a more linear connection than it probably looks like on paper now where were where was your brain in 2002 i mean were you broke as hell and had to make this work or did you have a financial exit already and you invested a bunch of your own money in this thing yeah, we, we bootstrapped all the way. We I was cocky coming out of the 01, 02, kind of the the first web uh, 1.0 crash and uh, had a nice run in the late 90s. And so I had this idea and had, had more confidence than I should have had. I merged or I found a... Um, a person that came out of human resource consulting that funded the very early days of the business. Uh, see, uh, they were in the business of a husband-wife combo. They were in the business of selling human resource consulting. And How so much we did they put in? It was, it wasn't, it was, it was more of a, um, um, investment over time. I, I, he allowed me to start building the, building the team under a larger umbrella of a company that he had. So it wasn't a traditional angel round or a C, uh, an A round. Now, have you raised any up? Have you have you kind of stayed untraditional or have you raised money up to this point? We've never raised professional money. We uh, we're a Midwestern company. We I have like been bootstrapped that. all the way. It's it's a different playbook. We love the playbook. It kept control and it worked out for us. It took us 14 years to get where maybe it would have taken us five had we done it the uh, had used the used the East Coast or the West Coast playbook. But yeah, but it's refreshing for you. I mean, you own I imagine a majority of the company. You're not diluted. Your board doesn't hate you, right? <laughs> our board usually uh, involves sipping Dr. Pepper on the beach, so we have a very small uh, controlled board. So it, it's – I look at companies in our space that have used that playbook and have done phenomenally well, and I like see who? other companies. Qualtrics would be one. Um, they, we, they were the same size as us. They were a sleepy survey technology company. SurveyMonkey was a nun. I poo-pooed SurveyMonkey, and I hate myself for it. 2004 – you know, we thought, well, how in the world do you get rich selling free surveys? And we were, you know, we were we were chasing a similar idea at that time, and and it worked out for them. Qualtrics is another one; they've raised four hundred million dollars in the last couple of years, and, and and it worked for them. But there are companies along the way that that tried to play use that same playbook, and uh, whose names we don't we don't know anymore, we don't see anymore. So it's it's a different it's a different approach. Now, we love it. just to be clear, so like, are really the only people on your cap table are you? Maybe those early husband wife team as partners and maybe some employee equity pool is that accurate that's it yeah it's yeah. really tight that's great and so let's talk more about the business here so how many customers are you now serving today 
We'll collect 2,200 checks from customers. We kind of divide those into two buckets. We have a transactional kind of a, a freemium to upgrade model, which is probably 1,500 of those customers. And then we have about 600 or 700 direct one-to-one, -one, more mid-market to enterprise relationships. Okay, do they all still though generally pay that $30,000 ACV? Uh, the the thirty thousand ACV would be the six hundred the direct clients that that we have. Yep. So I mean, if I if I generally, if, I mean, I imagine you see the Pareto principle in your revenue stream. I mean, do you see basically eighty percent of your revenue coming from those those six hundred enterprise folks? Yes. Yeah. That's so, exactly right. So have you broken the magical kind of two million dollar MRR mark yet, or are you flirting with it still? We are, we're short of that. We'll do, we'll do 10 this year. Yep. 10 million for the, for the total year. That's great. And can you give us a sense of growth? Like what'd you do in 2010 or last year? Uh, last year we did seven, two. So we're going to do mid thirties Our if we look back, that's a good year for us. If we look back for the last 10 years, CAGR is 25%. That's great. So 2016 did about 7.2 million this year. And that's annual run rate in December of 2016, right? Correct. Okay. Yep. So 2017 ARR, December, 2017, you're on track to hit that, that $10 million AR mark. You got it. That's great. Great growth. Um, and just to be clear, those aren't people those are businesses which of which there are many seats under those 2200 right yep that's right how many seats total we probably have we we're a we're, we we price and we book contracts at the enterprise level so we don't sell per seat necessarily but if we if we counted that we're probably about 160 to 175,000 great that's great now do you have any weird above the line costs that throws your gross margin out of the normal kind of 85 to 90 percent range or are you pretty average there we're pretty average there yeah that's the only time you want to say you're pretty average <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right pretty average there now obviously the beautiful thing about what you have is a large sample size of historical data being founded in 2002 so i think you probably have a good sense on unit economic stuff what's your gross churn look like annually it's small. It is on a percent basis. It's a few percentage points. We don't churn clients that leave us for competitors. Where we churn clients is clients that that deprioritize engagement or Go the human resource department. Yeah, in 2009, when the economy pooed, we had HR departments. Uh, budgets were some of the quickest to to freeze up and so we had a had a flat year but if we churn a client it's not because they're leaving us for a competitor it's because they there was a ceo change or there was a, a chief human resource officer change and so it's it's in the low single digit percent okay so i mean we say under five percent you say annually yeah Yep. Okay, so super low. And, right at 5%, yeah. Okay, and then if we transition that away from kind of unique logo churn and instead talk about revenue expansion uh, or net revenue churn, is that negative yet? Is the net Maybe. revenue churn? Yeah, no, net revenue it, churn, yeah. It's Yeah, I think it's been we have net revenue growth per account basis and have for for years and so the the follow-up question to that is does the net revenue growth you're driving per account more than make up for the lost for the revenue yes, yeah absolutely it does. so you do have net negative revenue churn at this point yes. that's great that's kind of a holy grail and talk to me about customer acquisition what's the weirdest thing you guys have done to acquire customers we man that goes back to the very early years when we were doing guerrilla door drops at trade shows what's a door paying, drop 
George Rob is where you we there was one time we, we had a campaign called listen louder we were all about employee feedback and we wanted to get companies this was 10 years ago where attended two trade shows and dropped those door drops in the hotel or outside the hotel doors of every room in the uh, in the conference hotel that's pretty cool how much did that cost you to run in total it, it probably cost three or four thousand dollars which at the time wasn't insignificant it was <laughs> it was the dumbest thing ever there was no roi on that it, it got tossed around a little bit but we did end up with a few extra rubber ears well come on that must have driven some i mean people probably talked about it you, you can, can you attribute at least one sale back to it we, 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 I don't know if we can attribute a sale to it. We can tr attribute a good story to it. We have clients today <laughs> that remember those ears. They didn't See? make a decision. They didn't hear about us because of the ear. That's but... a 10-year sales cycle starting with a, a hotel <laughs> conference door drop. That's pretty That's damn right. good. That's All right, right. Listen Louder campaign in 2007. Pretty cool. All right, uh, what about CAC today? What are you spending to acquire customers? We have a low uh, lead generation cost profile. We we do best places to work programs all over the country. So we partner with weekly business journals uh, in D.C. and the Bay Area and Boston, Atlanta and Dallas, 45 total markets where we will capture data for free. Companies will enroll, they'll nominate, they'll register, they'll run an employee survey. And we score that data. We crunch that data. The systems uh, articulate that into a list, publish that back to the paper. And that's probably some of the most visible, some of the best branding that we do. That then turns into lead generation conversations for our full platform. But Greg, how, how do you win those placements over like a glass door? I imagine they're trying to do the same thing or an Indeed or anyone else. Yeah, Glassdoor is there. Glassdoor has a different different model, but they're printing lists as well. So we're partnered with newspapers that are printing best places to work. Glassdoor's most famous list is the worst place to look, and they're capturing data mostly from external or from former employees as opposed to internal yeah. employees. So our surveys are authorized by the companies and actually used for development purposes inside the companies. I mean, so are you spending it like last month? What did you t in total spend on paid acquisition? Uh, it's lower than you are going to think. We'll spend. Let me break it out by month. It's it's probably less than probably between fifty and sixty thousand dollars. Got it. And where is that money going? Is it Facebook ads, the traditional stuff, Google ads? It's mostly Google. It's mostly we our inbound engine. We have a really lean marketing team that brilliantly writes content, how-to content. What's your team size today? Culture. Total team, 53 people. And what percentage of those are marketing and sales? Uh, how many? 12% 12 uh, 12 would be marketing. Marketing and sales combined is 30%. Okay, so call it 12 people in marketing and sales? Yep. Yep. Interesting. So, so if you take, if you do a fully weighted CAC, your marketing spend plus, you know, divide salaries and a new customers each month. I mean, what are you spending on CAC? Would you say on average? On um, year. I'm putting I'm on thinking, the spot. Yeah. I'm thinking on in annual numbers. Um, uh, 25% of total revenue, probably two uh, and a half. For, uh, first year. Yeah. Got it. Okay, good. So, so if you're again, if, you, if your ACV on average is about 30k, you're you're saying you're spending about 25% of that upfront on CAC. Yeah. That's healthy. So you get your payback period in what four months? That's pretty good. Yeah.
Okay, Top Tribe, I have to tell you, many people go, Nathan, you came out of nowhere, your website's growing so fast, how'd you do it? The answer is simple. So I use HostGator, I don't know if you guys know that, but I use HostGator, and the reason I do, they have like about 4,500 free templates I can use, because I don't code. They've got a great e-commerce plugin, and guys, I bug the heck out of their support. They've got 24-7 support, which I love. So what I've done is I've worked with them. You guys know I make great deals. If you go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan, you can sign up, get your own domain for 30% off and a 45-day money-back guarantee. Okay, again, I make great deals for you guys. Go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan to grab that now. Let's wrap up here, Greg, with the famous five number one. What's your favorite business book? Favorite business book is Blue Ocean Strategy. That's a good one. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? I have had a long time crush on uh, Reed Hoffman. Uh, I think he's a brilliant, big thinker, systems thinker, world changer. Number three, is there a favorite, besides your own, is there a favorite online tool you have, like HostGator? Ooh, I'm, I'm pretty lean on the apps I use, and I was a begrudging Slack user when uh, when our team I got pulled kicking and screaming over from Skype. Um, we'll go with Slack then. Nothing let's wrong go with that. Slack, no, sure. And number four, Greg. People inside my company will laugh at that. But uh, <laughs> how many hours of sleep do you get every night? <laughs> yeah, six nights a week. That number is an embarrassing, probably four to four and a half. And then I give my, myself uh, a full eight hours on Friday nights. And what's your situation? Married, single? You have kids? Married, four kids. Wow. How young is the youngest? Ten is the youngest. Seventeen is the oldest. Wow. Okay. And how old are you? I am forty-two. Okay. Last question. Take us back twenty-two years. What do you wish your twenty-year-old self knew? Oh, I love that. 20-year-old self, I thought I knew so much. Advice uh, you'd give your eldest, your 17-year-old. Uh, at 20, I, the, the, the human principles of treating people well, showing kindness to other people, loving on others, uh, that makes even more sense today in a social media world where everything we do and say it creates data dust. Uh, that's... It's a golden rule, a golden principle. Quantum Workplace founder, Greg Harris. Love people, be nice to people, be kind to people. It's as simple as that. Launched in 2002, an old timer. Doing, doing well. <laughs> Bootstrapped, which I love. Bootstrapped. Not one of these big places where there's crazy valuations and a bunch of irrational people. Doing crazy campaigns like door drops in conference hotels back in 2007. Now serving over 2,200 customers. Did 7.2 million bucks in terms of ARR run rate at the end of 2016 on track to hit about 10 million ARR run rate by the end of December 2017. Average customer paying about 500, 600 bucks per month. Churn super, super low. CAC to LTV ratio super healthy with a four-month payback period. Greg Harris, thank you for taking us to the top. Thanks, Nathan. Appreciate it.